Coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, we all know now who's going to be in Super Bowl 56 at SoFi Stadium after another great weekend of football action. Plus, we know who's going to be leading the Raiders into the future. Both GM and head coaching jobs are filled. At least we think they're filled. So we'll talk about that, who and what that means moving forward. Plus, we're going to get your calls and texts to close out the show all on this Monday, January 31st, the last day in January here in 2022. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. You're a win as a Raider, pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. And welcome in, Raider Nation, to another edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast. Thank you so much for making the show your first listen each and every day. Remember, you can find it free and available on all platforms. And before we get into Raider talk, I wanted to give a salute to the Cincinnati Bengals. Wanted to give a salute to the L.A. Rams. They are the next two participants in the next Super Bowl coming up, Super Bowl 56 at SoFi Stadium in L.A. Uh, What a weekend of football, right? I didn't think it can get any better than the divisional round that we saw a week ago where we had four great games. And I'll tell you, it wasn't better than that weekend, uh, the championship weekend, AFC and NFC. It wasn't better than that only because there was only two games. <laughs> you know what I mean? The, the divisional round had four games and they were all great games. Uh, yesterday it was just two, but still, they were really two good games with Kansas City losing in overtime to Cincinnati and then the Rams with San Francisco going down to the wire. Jimmy Garoppolo probably threw his very last pass as a 49er and it just happened to be an interception. So I tweeted out, Jimmy G doing Jimmy G things. It's probably now the Trey Lance era. It will begin with the San Francisco 49ers, but none of that really matters, but I did want to shout out to uh, the Bengals and the Rams for making it to the Super Bowl. We know who will be participating in Super Bowl 56. It should be a heck of a show. It should be a heck of a game, and I'll tell you, this whole season has been fantastic in the playoffs. On top of that, has been fantastic. Really, the only weekend that wasn't very good in the playoffs was the Super Divisional round, uh, Super Wildcard round, round, excuse me, when the Raiders played, uh, and they were the only game that was really good that weekend. Everybody else was a stinker, you know, and then, of course, the Cowboys just had a, a weird, wacky type game. It wasn't even really good, but the Raiders were the only team that represented and hell, they damn near beat the Bengals. The team that is now going to the Super Bowl. So uh, if you want to try to get a little silver lining, it is that the Raiders are still a 10-win team, made the playoffs, uh, showed that they belonged, and and did really well against a team that is now representing the AFC in the Super Bowl. So uh, that's the update right there for Super Bowl 56. Salute to those teams. Now we got to get to the silver and black and the updates with them as far as the GM and the coaching search. And Dave Ziegler was made official on Sunday. He comes over from the Patriots organization. He was basically the de facto uh, GM. You know, Bill Belichick obviously makes all the calls there in New England, but uh, he was the guy. He was the guy to be the, the latest as far as player personnel goes. Matter of fact, there was a nice little article put out about getting to know uh, Dave Ziegler and it says right here, and I'll just read you a little quotation in his final role with the Patriots. He served as Belichick's de facto GM had a large say in the splash moves they made to transform their roster. The Patriots went out of character in 2021, spending $160 million plus in free agent guarantees. They also drafted a quarterback in Mac Jones in the first round for the first time in decades. Those gambles paid off with a 10-7 record and a playoff appearance. So, sounds like he's pretty aggressive or wants to be pretty aggressive when it comes to free agency and also a pretty good little uh, finger for uh, good players in the draft. And so, if the Raiders could start hitting on some draft picks consistently and put a lot of talent into the cupboard, that's a good thing. And if they 
they go out and spend the right money in free agency, not just get crazy and spend a bunch of money in free agency. That's not smart. But if you go out and spend the right money and bring in the key guys that you're going to need to succeed, now that's good business, right? That's how you're supposed to do it. You're supposed to build a team through the draft and then fill the holes where you can in free agency. So that's uh, hopefully what Dave Ziegler is going to do now that he is officially the GM of the Silver and Black. And of course, Josh McDaniels, he had a three-hour dinner with Mark Davis and the rest of the Raiders management on Friday. And apparently from uh, many different accounts, he blew away Mark Davis. Josh McDaniels did. He had a huge plan for Derek Carr. Matter of fact, my guy, um, Jordan Schultz, who's going to be on my radio show on Raider Nation Radio 920 uh, later on this afternoon at 2.30 Pacific Standard Time, put out a tweet, said, I'm told Josh McDaniels laid out an extensive and aggressive offensive system that he believes Derek Carr can execute. He focused on continued use of play action and much more two tight end sets with both Darren Waller and Foster Moreau. Would be surprised if McDonald's isn't the Raiders' next head coach. And from all accounts, he is the next head coach. Now, the Raiders have not put out a tweet. They have not sent out an email saying that it's official. But from all accounts, it is. And, of course, uh, we all have to kind of wait and hesitate just a little bit because we remember what happened with Josh McDaniels and the Indianapolis Colts. It got all the way up to uh, the 11th hour. It got all the way to the altar. And then all of a sudden, uh, he got cold feet and decided to, you know, turn around and and not make it happen. And he went back to New England. Uh, But I do think that it's going to be just a matter of, you know, dotting the I's and crossing the T's. Ian Rappaport from uh, NFL Network, he actually put out a tweet saying that, uh, that the deals for new Raiders coach Josh McDaniels and new Raiders GM Dave Ziegler are done and agreed upon. Owner Mark Davis swings big and lands his top targets. Again, that was from Ian Rappaport from NFL Network. And you know, it's funny. I saw some people saying, uh, that's, not a, that's not a big swing. What's a big swing? What are you talking about? Josh McDaniels wasn't uh, being talked about by any other team in the league. Well, that's what we know. We don't know that he was targeted by other teams. But he's, in the past, he's turned down interviews. He's decided that he didn't want to take interviews. So he wasn't just going to leave New England for any opportunity. So that's something that you as a Raider fan should be excited about, something I'm as a Raider fan excited about. The fact that he looked at this opportunity in, in Las Vegas and said, this is a place that I can go and I could win. He obviously saw the, the pieces that they have in place right now. Obviously, Derek Carr is the main piece and said, I can do this with this team. That's what excites me. Everyone talks about all the failures that Bill Belichick guys and the Bill Belichick tree, how much uh, failures they've had after they've left New England and left Belichick, but none of them went to teams that had won 10 games and been in the playoffs the year before. None of them. They all went to teams that stunk. You know, they all went to teams that they had to try to turn around. Josh McDaniels doesn't have to try to turn this team around. Dave Ziegler doesn't have to try to turn this team around. All they've got to do is do the fine-tuning. And I realize that it's different to be a CEO than it is, you know, just to be an offensive coordinator and, and call the shots offensively. But if they can get a good structure, a good plan in place, I feel good about the direction that this team is going. Of course, uh, it'll be better when the team makes it official and that we actually get to sit and, and hear from Josh McDaniels and kind of hear what his plan is and also hear what Dave Ziegler's plan is. That's when we'll get a little bit better idea of uh, the direction moving forward. But again, Raider Nation, the one thing to be excited about is this is a 10-win team coming off a of playoff appearance. So there's no need to rebuild all it is is refine, retool, reload, you know, but it's no no rebuilding needed uh, as far as as far as I'm concerned, and I'm sure as far as Mark Davis is concerned as well. So what does that mean for Raiders assistants like Gus Bradley, Rich Basaccia, Tom Cable, Ron Milas, Rod Marinelli, you know, uh, Richard Smith, Greg Olson? My opinion, none of those guys are coming back. They just that's just usually how business is is conducted. You know, when you have a new head coach, you know, a new GM, usually it's a whole new regime. Usually it's not, you know, okay, we're going to hold on to this guy and hold on to that guy. Now, with that being said, there has been no rumblings of all those guys being told that they're out 
or any of those guys being told that they're coming back. Now, there is rumblings about Rich Passaccia and Rob Marinelli that they're probably going to join Matt Eberflus in Chicago uh, as a special teams coach and defensive line coach because they worked with Eberflus when he was in Dallas. So I expect that to happen, Passaccia and, and Marinelli to be gone. But I don't know what that means for Gus Bradley and Cable and Milas and Richard Smith and Greg Olson. I'll tell you what, those are all really good coaches with really good reputations. They're not going to have a problem getting a job. I just don't think that they're going to be working with the Raiders. I just don't. And I do like what Gus Bradley was able to do with the defense. Uh, I think he really helped them turn, turn a corner. Was it perfect? No. But as I mentioned many times, the Raiders defense definitely uh, kept this team in games throughout the course of these games and allowed them to come back late uh, for wins. And so I, I think that, you know, it would be cool if Gus Bradley came back, but I wouldn't get your hopes up, Raider Nation. I don't expect to see that happening. As far as defensive coordinators go, uh, that could possibly come along with Josh McDaniels. Uh, maybe Wink Martindale, who just got fired in, in Baltimore, with the Ravens. Uh, he's a guy with a history with Josh McDaniels. Patrick Graham, he's the defensive coordinator for the Giants. He actually worked with uh, Josh McDaniels when they were in New England. Of course, Brian Flores is out there. I think he's going to get a head coaching job, but of course they work together in New England. Gerard Mayo, who interviewed for the head coaching position, maybe he was actually interviewing for the defensive coordinator position. He could be coming over. I mean, there's a lot of different guys that could be coming over to be the defensive coordinator for the Raiders, and then he has his options what he's going to do with the offensive coordinator as well. I'm interested to see if, if uh, McDaniels is going to call the plays or not. I expect him to call the plays, but that's just me. So, you know, like I said, we'll we'll see exactly what happens and we'll get more details as they come out. But first, uh, the Raiders need to make McDaniels hiring actually 100% official. Again, it's right there. <laughs> it's right there at the edge. Everyone's expecting it to be a done deal, but it hasn't been made official by the Raiders team. So uh, that's what I got for you for segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Coming up in segment number two, going to talk about the Raiders and how far away do I think they are? I mean, they were a 10-win team. They made the playoffs. They lost to the Bengals, who are now representing the AFC in the Super Bowl. So what do the Raiders need to do? How far are they away from possibly being that team? And how can Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler help get them there? We'll talk about that coming up in segment number two after I tell you about Bilt Bar. And Bilt Bar is something I've been telling you about for a very long time, a really great taste in protein bar anytime that you're sitting around watching some games like I was this weekend and uh, all of a sudden you feel the need to have a snack don't run out and go somewhere and go buy a snack no just go to the cupboard and get your built bar really great tasting protein bar it's good for you it's low in calories low in sugar high in protein so it's really good for you and again it tastes so good I mean you'll think that you're eating a candy bar when you're not and they have so many great flavors to choose from. All you got to do is check out the website because they update them almost daily. Sometimes they'll have the limited time flavors. Sometimes they'll have the oldies but goodies. You know, they even have options where you can get a mix box. So you can get two or three different flavors if you like a bunch of them and get about 18 total bars in there and uh, just kind of mix and match. You know, whatever ones you prefer are the ones that you can get. Built.com is the website. Lock15 is the promo code if you want to save 15% off your order when you go to check out. And on top of that, when you're on the website, they have a lot of really good sales as well. So you can save Save money and have great taste of protein bars at the same time. Again, built.com, promo code LOCK15. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we are. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. And now that we know who the players are going to be moving forward for the silver and black, we know it's going to be Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels. Well, what do they have to do? How do they take the team 
where they are right now, from where they were, from where they finished the season, 10-7, and seven, and a playoff team lost in the first round to the Cincinnati Bengals. How do they get them over the hump? That's what their job is, and that's what one of Mark Davis's first questions should have been in the interview over the weekend, and I'm sure it was. And so as I'm looking at the games, as I'm watching Cincinnati and I'm watching the Chiefs in particular, because that's the AFC, that's where uh, the Raiders are going to have to figure out a way to, to get past the Chiefs. They're going to have to figure out a way to consistently beat the Chiefs, not beat them once every two or three seasons and say that's a victory. No, you've got to figure out a way to consistently beat Kansas City if you're going to make a deep run into the playoffs. And guys like Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, some of the young quarterbacks, they're going to have a lot to say about the success of a lot of teams in the AFC because, man, there are some really good quarterbacks moving forward in the AFC. So how far away are the Raiders? That's that's the big question. You know, I've mentioned it so many times that it's not a, a rebuild at all. It's a reload. It's a retool. It's a refine. Just go and handle your business. I mean, look at Cincinnati. Cincinnati went from being one of the very worst teams in the league two years ago. Two years ago, they drafted Joe Burrow number one overall, and now they're getting the Super Bowl. That only took two seasons, and I'm not even looking for the Raiders to have a couple years before they're a legit team. I'm talking about how can the Raiders go from being what they were this past season to being that legit team this next season. That's Josh McDaniel's job. That's Dave Ziegler's job is getting the right pieces in place. And it excites me that one of the biggest things that Josh McDaniels presented to to uh, Mark Davis is the fact, uh, the plan for Carr. You know, again, going back to what my guy Jordan Schultz said, uh, and again, I can't wait to talk to him this afternoon on uh, Raider Nation Radio 920 to really get more details. But when he said that he had a three-hour dinner with Mark Davis and the rest of the Raiders' upper management, and Mark Davis was blown away by Josh and sees him as a huge plus for Derek, And then part of the plan was uh, that he rolled out an extensive, aggressive offensive system he believes Carr can execute, focus on continued use of the play action, and more two tight end sets with Waller and Foster Moreau, and also talked about using Josh Jacobs a lot. You know, really getting Josh Jacobs involved, uh, had a really good offensive set. Those are all playmakers. Those are all guys that can get it done. We know what Derek Carr can do. Derek Carr's got to have protection. So obviously Dave Ziegler's number one job is fix that offensive line. The Raiders went and and tore down the offensive line and spent a lot of that money defensively so they can come up with the unit that they had this past year, which, fine. I mean, it worked for the defense. The defense was a lot better than what we've seen in a long time, but it didn't help the offensive line at all, and Derek Carr suffered. His numbers suffered, even though he put up a lot of yards, wasn't able to be that successful in the red zone, and that's one of the biggest things, man. Your offense is not going to be very successful if your quarterback doesn't have any time in the red zone, and so in the red zone, the Raiders struggled. So that's got to be Dave Ziegler's number one goal, right? Go and figure out how to get this offensive line where it needs to be, whether that's through free agency, the draft, or both. You've got to be able to do that if you're going to use play-action pass, as it sounds like Josh McDaniels wants to do for Derek Carr. And again, one of the things that Mike DeBate said, host of Locked On Patriots on the show on Friday, was that Josh McDaniels is really good at getting the most out of the players, seeing what they do really well, and playing to their strengths. The Raiders' strengths are in the tight end position with Darren Waller and Foster Moreau. If both those guys are out there and healthy, they can really be dominant players. In New England, we saw Aaron Hernandez. We saw Rob Gronkowski. We saw what they were able to do on the field at the same time. And that's what a lot of us, including myself, believed that the Raiders were headed to and that John Gruden was trying to build uh, with Darren Waller and Foster Moreau. I thought we were going to see a lot of the two tight end sets, and we really didn't see it as much as at least I thought we were going to see it. Now, of course, Foster Moreau's rookie year, he tore his ACL towards the end. And then the second year, he basically was redshirted when the Raiders brought in Jason Witten. But you've seen what Foster Moreau can do. 
if Darren Waller and Moreau are out there quite a bit, then that's one way that they can eat. And that's one way that Derek Carr will be very comfortable uh, in the pocket, being being comfortable throwing the ball to those guys. But again, he's got to have time. So I look at, at Cincinnati and I see their success and the way that they were able to turn things around quick, fast, and in a hurry. And I'll tell you, all year long, I, I wanted to low-key doubt them, and I, I did doubt them. I just kept saying, oh, yeah, that's cute. That's cute. They're doing okay. They're doing well. Uh, but they're not that all that. They're not all that. And then all of a sudden now, we look up and they're going to be representing the AFC in Super Bowl 56. You know, they beat Kansas City not once this season, but twice. You know, they beat them at the end of the season uh, to secure the AFC North crown. And then they beat them in the playoffs to secure a trip to the Super Bowl. I mean, those are two big time wins right there. One in Cincinnati and one in Kansas City. That's consistently beating the, the Chiefs. So you have to figure out whatever Cincinnati was able to do, they've got to be, the Raiders have got to be able to do. And if you watch the game on Sunday, you saw Cincinnati was able to run the rock. And then they had guys. They had weapons that, that uh, Joe Burrow could throw the ball to. And I'll say this. Joe Burrow, he did the damn thing, too. He went out there, and he made some plays when he had to make some plays uh, with his legs. And that's something that Derek Carr is going to have to continue to develop. He's got to do it every once in a while. Joe Burrow, he picked up, what, third and seven for a first down and maybe third and nine for a first down for Cincinnati to keep a couple very important drives alive. Those are things that Derek Carr is going to have to do, something he's going to have to just commit to doing. He's not going to want to do it, but he's going to have to to take his game, elevate it to the next level because I don't believe that Josh McDaniels is coming to the Raiders. I don't believe Dave Ziegler is coming to the Raiders to get rid of Carr. I believe that you'll probably see an extension for Carr coming sooner rather than later. Maybe it's just a couple-year extension. Maybe it's just a whole bunch of guaranteed money. But there's going to be some kind of, of uh, extension coming for Derek Carr sooner rather than later. I think that Josh McDaniels has really good plans for him. You've got the two tight ends. You've got Josh Jacobs running the rock as well. That guy can stay healthy. I would say get him another complimentary back so they can have a couple running backs that you can rotate. But uh, you saw what Josh Jacobs was able to do at the end of the year. Uh, those are some good pieces to build around offensively you know and, and as long as you go and, and correct that offensive line and then your other goal that you have to get in the offseason is get a, a big time number one target I know everyone's dream guy is Devontae Adams I don't think that that's going to happen but you've got to get a big time difference maker like that I don't care who it is it's just got to be a difference maker if you got to go out and make a trade for someone if you got to find a guy in free agency uh, again we talked about it on the show before maybe look at New Orleans is they're kind of up in flux right now is Michael Thomas coming back healthy that's a guy that that Derek Carr I'm sure could get along with really fast Michael Thomas has some of the best hands in the business. You saw what DeAndre Hopkins was able to do for Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. Michael Thomas could be a guy like that. You know, maybe Allen Robinson from uh, the Chicago Bears. Maybe he could be a guy like that. I don't know. But they got to prioritize finding a number one target to complement Darren Waller and Foster Moreau and, of course, the running game of Josh Jacobs. With all that being said, though, I don't believe that the Raiders are that far away. I really don't. I think that they showed that this season they can compete with just about anybody. Uh, now, of course, they've got a lot of uh, free agents that they've got to figure out who they're bringing back and who they're not bringing back. So the, the roster is not going to look exactly the same as it was this past season. But as long as they get some quality players on that defensive side of the ball, they get a defensive coordinator, whoever that may be, that can make the scheme simple enough so they can run it, execute it to the best of their ability, and just keep the team in games. Offensively, the Raiders could win a bunch of games. They really can. They were a couple bad plays away from beating Cincinnati uh, Super Wild Card Weekend, and who knows what would have shook out after that. I think that they could have competed, no doubt, and beat Tennessee the following weekend in the divisional round. Now, I don't think they would have beat Kansas City. I just 
think that that was a really bad matchup. Even though the Chiefs didn't play uh, particularly well on Sunday, they just didn't. Patrick Mahomes didn't have his best game. He made a couple poor decisions. Uh, I just think that the the Chiefs' speed is just different than the Raiders' speed right now. You know, So I don't think that they would have done very well against Kansas City the third time. But I do think that they easily could have beat Cincinnati and probably should have beat Cincinnati and could have beat Tennessee as well the following week. So, I mean, they're right there. They really are. They, they're a... A, a very strong offensive line and a number one wide receiver away from being a real deal threat in the AFC, in my opinion. And of course, you still have to have the compliment from the defense that you had in 2021. It doesn't have to be uh, a super solid unit. I, I said it last year that they didn't have to be super solid. They didn't have to be top 10, but they had to compliment the offense. And that's what they, that, well, they did more than that. They did their job and then some in 2021. The offense just took a step back. So if they do their job again and the offense actually is better and more productive, especially in the red zone and on third down, which is supposed to be Josh McDaniel's you know, calling card, it's supposed to be what he's really good at, what he was able to do really well with the Patriots then I feel like that the offense will be right back where it needs to be. The roster, in my opinion, is constructed well enough to be a good team. Now they just got to put the key missing ingredients into it to set it off and put it over the top. We may look back at this and say, you know what? Josh McDaniels was what Steve Kerr was to the Warriors. You know, Mark Jackson put the structure in place, got a lot of good players in place, and Steve Kerr put them over the top. They were already a good team, and Steve Kerr helped make them a great team. This is what we could be looking at with Josh McDaniels. Now, I'm not saying that that's a guarantee. Of course, he's got to go out there and prove it, and the Raiders have to still announce that he's the head coach. But I do feel really good about the direction that they're going and what he could bring to the table. And I like the fact that Ziegler and McDaniels are coming in at the same time. They're tied at the hip with each other, and they share each other's same vision. It's not like they just uh, met each other and didn't know each other. These guys have been friends for a very long time, and they worked together for a very long time. So each one knows how the other one thinks, and I think that that's a really good recipe to get this thing started the Patriot way now coming to Las Vegas and I know a lot of folks don't like to hear that but look the Raider way wasn't working you know John Gruden tried to get back to the Raider way and make it happen in in his in his vision that he had and there was some good stuff and there was a lot of bad stuff and then we ultimately know how it shook out now I will say the roster that made it to the playoffs this year was John Gruden's roster I mean he for the most part helped construct this thing with Mike Mayock so you can't take that from him but it was a long time coming, uh, lots of uh, ups and downs uh, in the John Gruden era 2.0. So uh, now it's the, the Patriot way, like I said, in Las Vegas. We'll see how it all shakes out. But uh, waiting for that introductory press conference from McDaniels, waiting for that introductory press conference from Ziegler so we can hear their plan. But I'll tell you, Raider Nation, I think that you should, based off everything that I've heard from everyone that I've been talking to, trying to get the inside and uh, details on Ziegler and the details on McDaniels, I think you should be excited about the direction that the team is moving forward. And just know they're not as far away as you may think. Again, the Bengals made it to the Super Bowl in two years after getting Joe Burrow. Now, can Derek Carr be that guy? Well, he's going to have his opportunity, I do believe, and Josh McDaniels is going to help get him there. So that's all I got for you for segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Coming up in segment number three, your calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Before I get to any of that, though, I do want to talk to everyone who drives a car and gets gas. If you do, if that's you, well, you need to know about this app, GetUpside. Everyone who gets gas needs to have this app. All listeners of the Locked On Raiders podcast are earning cash back for every single gallon of gas they get every single time. 
time they fill up. All you got to do is download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN for $0.25 cents per gallon or more on your first fill-up. That's cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get that cash back using GetUpside. Download the app for free and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN for $0.25 cents per gallon or more on your first tank. People who drive a lot, well, they're making a lot, up to two to $300 a year in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime you want, your bank account, PayPal, e-gift card, or other. Just download the free GetUpside app and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get $0.25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. That's promo code TOUCHDOWN. The app is GetUpside. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Your calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. That's the number. Let's start things off with Ryan in the 505. He's called to talk about McDaniels and what he thinks Raider Nation should be doing when it comes to the new head coach. Here he is, Ryan in the 505. What's up? Q, this is uh, Ryan from the 505. Uh, just want to chime in about the whole Josh McDaniels uh, negativity. Uh, people keep, you know, saying, you know, he failed in Denver and, you know, he did what he did to Indy. I mean, you know, Bill Belichick got fired at his first job. Marty Schottenheimer got, you know, didn't work out at his first gig. You know, I mean, give the guy a chance, you know. I mean, <clears throat> Look at what he did with with uh, Mac Jones and and Cam Newton. I mean, Cam Newton didn't have a great season, but they were they were formidable. Um, he might uh, if it wasn't for Jamar Chase, Mac Jones would be Rookie of the Year. And the Patriots always have like the number one run running uh, attack, which we have good running backs. You know, they have they they feature the tight end. I seen a stat saying, oh well. They only they were twenty seventh and two tight ends since, so he's you know lying, bro. Those two tight ends were injured most of the season. Like you don't want the pilot of your plane to crash, right? Give the man a chance. I like it. If he learned one thing from Belichick, then that's a win. One thing, and it shows how responsible he was turning down head coaching jobs all over the league for the past four years. He's ready now. Give the dude a chance. Raider Nation, let's go. There he goes, Ryan in the 505. And, yeah, I think giving him a chance is a great idea. It's how it should be. You know, you bring up a good point. He turned down opportunities for the Raiders opportunity. You know, that's that's the thing about it. He didn't have to leave New England at all. He had a really good job, and most folks thought that he was going to be the heir apparent when Bill Belichick at some point decides to set it on down. You know, so he could have just stuck around and hung out there in New England, knew what he had, had the structure in place, had the quarterback in place in Mac Jones, and just try to build off of that. But he decided and looked at the Raiders as an opportunity and thought that it was a good opportunity for him that he wants to take that challenge. So that is something to get excited about because obviously he saw something in the Raiders that he believes in. So uh, that's just part of the, the reason that you should be excited. Now, of course, he's got to go out there and execute it and make it all happen. It all sounds good. It always sounds good when a new head coach is hired, right? But they got to go out there and they got to perform and make it happen and make it do what it do on the field. So thank you so much for that call. I do appreciate you. Next up, got a text from Raider Matt in the OC. Sup, Q? It's Raider Matt in the OC with the Bengals headed to the Super Bowl. I think it's safe to say the Raiders are not just a playoff caliber team, but a team close to being legit Super Bowl contenders. We weren't ready for this year, but damn, are we close. 
Raiders bringing in McDaniels and Ziegler could help propel us to the next level. Comparing past pat offenses to the roster that we have, McDaniels will be much more creative and put this offense to the next level. Hurdy's wanting to implement more two tight end sets, which is going to cause more mismatches for opposing defenses. And I think this scheme will improve the red zone offense. With the draft coming around the corner, I hope Ziegler is targeting some speed at wide receiver. Jamison Williams coming off an ACL injury might be a blessing in disguise for us at 22. Looking forward to what would be a very entertaining offseason. McDaniels and Ziegler will be busy putting some final pieces together. This team is looking to be in position to make a big jump next year. As Bart Scott once said, can't wait. That's from Raider Matt in the OC. And, yeah, that's basically what I was trying to say in segment number two. I don't believe that the Raiders are that far away, and I do think that Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler are going to be able to bring something to the table to help implement what you're talking about, the scheme, and help get this team from where it's at right now to putting it over the top and really competing with Kansas City in the AFC West for years to come. You know, every single time that they play each other, it should be a battle. It should be a drag-out, knockout fight. It should not be something that's over early in the game, and you're like, okay, just hurry up and get this thing over with, a bloodbath like it was the last two times that the teams played each other this year. So uh, I'm excited about it. I'm excited about the opportunity. Again, just want to hear from uh, McDaniels and want to hear from Ziegler so we can actually hear their plan. But uh, excited about the hire and what the potential is. Uh, potential is only so much, so they've got to go out there and get it done. Thank you for that text. I appreciate you. Next up, got a call from Raider Nick in the 808. He's calling to talk about Sunday being a really good day for Raider Nation. Here he is, Raider Nick in the 808. What up, you? It's Raider Nick calling out the 808. Man, today was a great day to be a Raider. First, we got our new GM and coach, and yes, I know, it's not Jim Harbaugh. But what I don't understand is why does every Raider fan on Twitter think Jim Harbaugh is the only good coach that was available to us? I don't get it. Yes, McDonald's failed while he was in Denver. He was 32 years old. In charge of everything on the, ro- on the roster. That's kind of a lot of pressure to put on the dude. So let's just wait and see what he can do with the talent that we know Ziggler can bring to us because that's all he did last off season with the Patriots was improve the roster so much. It's ridiculous. But we had that. Then we had the Chiefs losing to Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Could have been us. Maybe should have been us. But, eh, at least it's not the Chiefs. Anyone but the Chiefs. Raider. There he is, Raider Nick in the 808. Thank you for the call, my man. And, yeah, the Chiefs lost, Niners lose. That's a big win. And then the hire of the coach and the GM, pretty excited about the new direction, uh, what it means, how they put it together. What does Ziegler and McDaniels led team, what does that all look like? Well, we're going to find out that sooner rather than later. That's the next step. You know, now that we know the guys, now we want to see, I want to see the direction. What do they do? How do they, what does a team led by them look like? You know, what does a, a Ziegler player look like? What does a McDaniels uh, prototypical player look like? Those are the next things that I'm curious to see. That's what's up next. So thank you so much for that call. I do appreciate you. Next up, got a text from Norv Turner in the Wine Valley. Q, it's Norv Turner in the Wine Valley. Just finished a closing day duck hunt and heard the news. I'll never root against my Raiders as a fan, so I'm pulling for McDaniels and Ziegler. Of course, it's expected that their next GM head coach duo. But maybe this is exactly what the Raiders need with bringing the Patriot way to Vegas. With all the knucklehead decisions made by some players, I remember the podcast I heard with Cassius Marsh that the Patriots are no fun and super strict. 
Yet, look at what they're doing over the years. This could be the new Raiders way. You want to be a Raider? Then be a better human and get ready to work. I don't know all the speculation, Q, but I hope they can go to the next level. Appreciate you, Q. Raider. That's from North Turner. In the Wine Valley, thank you for the text, my man. I do appreciate it. And uh, that's pretty cool. Closing day duck hunt, huh? Not bad. But, uh, yeah, uh, you know, maybe the Patriot way is the right way to go, you know. And, again, I know that the Patriot way hasn't worked out uh, whenever they're outside of New England, whenever a lot of these different assistants go and take head coaching jobs. But, as I mentioned before, these also aren't jobs that are 10-win teams that just came from the playoffs. They're usually teams that are terrible, teams that had terrible years, and all of a sudden the team thinks that they're going to turn around by bringing in someone from the New England Patriots. Like, look at the Texans. They brought in Nick Casario to be the GM, but – Look what they did as the head coach. They had David Culley. Obviously, that was just a guy that they just wanted to have there as a placeholder. I really think they just brought him in to try to appease Deshaun Watson and get him out there on the field and play. And when that didn't happen, then, of course, they fired David Culley. So now they're looking for a new head coach. I think they just didn't get things going the right way. Uh, Bill O'Brien did have success in Houston until he didn't, until he was ran out of town. Matter of fact, after that DeAndre Hopkins trade, that was probably the worst. But he had a lot of power. At least these guys, they're going to come in and they're going to be you know, a one-two punch. They're not going to be one guy... Uh, super powerful over the other and uh, not on the same page. These guys come in together like John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan did in San Francisco, and I think that that's a winning formula right there. And you see how close they were to going back to another Super Bowl. So, uh, yeah, thank you so much for that text. I do appreciate you, and uh, hopefully things work out, and this is a good direction for the Raiders. One could only hope, right? Up next, got a call from Renee in the town. He's calling to ask about McDaniels and also comments on the interview I had on Friday with Mike DeBate, host of Locked On Patriots. Here he is, Renee in the town. Oh, Okay, Q, this is Renee in the town, and I got to say, you know, I was wondering why your attitude had changed just a little bit about McDaniels. All of a sudden, a smile, I could hear the smile on your face, and we were talking positive. We brought in a guy to talk about him. He had a lot of good things to say, and I was curious. I was like, why are we talking about McDaniels so much and so positively? Q, did you know he was going to be our head coach? Did you have some sort of inside information? I think you did. Anyway, I really hope McDaniels does a great job. I'm excited to see what he has uh, in store for us with the offense. And uh, I really enjoyed that interview you had on Friday. That really helped me uh, kind of ease into the idea of this new head coach that we're going to have. So um, here's to a great new season next year. And um, – Hopefully have a great offseason, too. Anyway, go Raiders. There he goes. That's Renee in the town. Thank you for the call, my man. I appreciate you. And, no, I, I had no inside info on McDaniels. Matter of fact, everything I heard uh, from the inside or people that have inside sources all told me that Harbaugh was a guy that, that they felt like was going to get the job. And I told everyone on this podcast, I told everyone on Raider Nation Radio 920, I never believed Harbaugh from the jump. Never one time thought that Harbaugh was going to be the guy. I still believe, even though I know that he uh, interviewed with the Vikings and apparently maybe the Dolphins now are trying to get him to be their head coach, I still think he's going to be back in Michigan. I really do. Now, I did my due diligence. I went and I reached out to multiple people that cover Michigan or cover Harbaugh or whatever and got their, their thoughts on him, and that's what I did with McDaniels, and that's what I did with everyone who was associated with the Raiders' GM job and potential head coaching job. I wanted to get as many guys on that I could talk to that had insight on these guys so I can get to see and get to know uh, about them before it became official. And so with McDaniels, I wasn't a fan of McDaniels from the jump because I think that he's not going to be a fun interview. He's not going to be a fun guy to cover as from a media point of view. That's just me being selfish. That's just me wanting to go to the facility and be able to talk to a guy like a, a John Gruden or a Mike Mayock or even Rich Passaccia to a certain extent. He wasn't real talkative, but you know he had his little quirks that were kind of cool. But 
I don't know what Josh McDaniels is going to do. I don't know how media friendly he's going to be, but that's just that's just me being greedy, you know. And so after I started having different people on the radio and even Mike debate on Friday talking about Josh McDaniels and what he brings to the table, I felt more positive about it. And I know a lot of people hate it because he's a patriot. A lot of people hate it because he's a patriot. A lot of other people hate it because he's a patriot. I get that. I totally get that. A lot of people don't want to talk about the Patriot way. No doubt. I understand. But, I mean, if this is the best direction for the team to go, and if he sat down with Mark Davis and rolled out a plan for this team to be better than they were in 2021 and take the next step, then I'm all for it. I don't care who's leading the charge. As long as they find a way to help the Raiders win. It's been far too long. You know, everyone talks about the Patriot way and the Raider way. The Raider way wasn't working. It wasn't cutting it out. I said that earlier. Maybe it's time for the Patriot way. And if they can figure out how to do it, and low-key – I think John Gruden was trying to do some things Patriot-like while he was the, the head man with the Raiders and, and also uh, you know with Mike Mayock there at the GM position. I think they tried to make a few Patriot-type moves. They just didn't get it done to the right level. So, no, I never had any inside information about uh, Josh McDaniels, but uh, like I said, I'm always willing to do the research on someone when the name is associated with the team. So hopefully I gave enough uh, good interviews and enough information so everyone's comfortable with knowing or expecting uh, what they should get from Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler. Thank you so much for that uh, call. I appreciate you. Let's go ahead and close things out with a text. Uh, we'll stay in the town. Text from Donald in Oakland. He says, hey Q, Donald from Oakland just started listening to your podcast this season and I love it. Keep up the good work. As far as the news from Sunday with the hiring of the GM and head coach, I'm not too sold on McDaniels. I will always be a Raiders fan. I'll always give him time like I do all new head coaches, but not too thrilled about the decision of the hire with the people they were interviewing and to go left with McDaniels. It feels like Mark Davis was stuck between a rock and a hard place. I know we were taking our time, but I feel like we could have waited until the season was officially over to get opportunities to interview other qualified candidates. Now some questions come up. What are they going to do with Carr? Are they going to go after Devontae Adams? What members of the current staff do they feel like they would keep or who do they let walk? We've seen people from the Belichick coaching tree become head coaches and not do so good. I hope this isn't the case. I hope Mark Davis hits the nail on the head with this one. Let's go get it and just win, baby. That's from Donald in Oakland. And thank you for the text, my man. I appreciate you and glad that you were able to find the show and you enjoy it. And I'll say this, and I've said it multiple different ways, and I've said it multiple different times, that this is a different takeover from this Patriot regime with McDaniels and, and Ziegler. I mean, this was a 10-win team, a playoff team. This was not a terrible team. So they have an opportunity to do that. Uh, McDaniels loves Carr from everything I understand. So Carr's not going anywhere. Matter of fact, he's trying to build around Carr. Um, I don't think there's going to be very many members, if any, of the regime that's there with the Raiders right now as far as coaching staff. I don't think any of those guys will be retained. I just don't. And Devontae Adams, uh, yeah, he'd be a great number one if the Raiders could find a way to go get him. But that's not the only guy that they should be stuck on. They should go out there and try to go and get as many weapons as possible for this offense. The Raiders need a number one, a true number one wide receiver, a big-time playmaker, and they also need a revamped offensive line. That offensive line has got to be solid in 2022. It's got to be a lot better than it was this past year. So uh, that's some of the the quick answers I have there. Those are some of the things I think Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels both need to focus in on uh, when they both get in office and uh, start everything rolling. Those are the things where they should be concentrating on. So thank you so much for that text. I do appreciate you, and thank you for all the feedback I received over the weekend by way of call or text. And uh, Raider Nation, as I said, there it is. Dave Ziegler is the GM. Josh McDaniels expected to be officially named the head coach any second now. Uh, Matter of fact, depending on what time you're listening, he might already be the guy. And sooner rather than later, we should be expecting an introductory press conference from both Ziegler and McDaniel. So until tomorrow, Raider Nation, we'll have more news and notes of the day. Uh, maybe we'll have the official word on, on McDaniels. Uh, maybe we'll have some sound.
out from him. Who knows? But uh, we'll have calls and texts straight off that Lockdown Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693, as we always do. And we'll have plenty to talk about as the offseason is really getting rolling now, now that a couple dominoes are starting to fall. So there it is, Raider Nation. Appreciate you as always. Until then, stay safe, take care of your family, love on your family, and always just win, baby.